Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. All right, welcome back to Bet Slippin' listeners. We're excited for another week of NFL football. Week four, week three, week three was really fun. So uh, I'm excited to have a uh, week four. We have Jeff Clark from Outkick here. Jeff, why don't you uh, say what's up? They're familiar with you. Tell them where they can find find your work. Yeah, I am uh, the sports betting handicapper for Outkick. I um, host my own podcast called Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. I'm coming up with new episodes every Wednesday, typically. might be It's going to be more daily when the NBA season comes, but excited to be back, man. How's it going over yeah. here? Hurry was good at uh, NBA betting, too. I don't know if I tailed him a lot last year, but quite the NBA handicapper, right? Better than baseball? Yeah, it's a lot better than baseball this year, I'll tell you that. Although, I went on a nice little 10-game win streak to uh, a couple weeks ago to to, to pull my baseball yearly record up to respectable. I'm still a little down. I'm still down a little bit this year, but getting close to breaking even. Cool. Yeah, not bad. So uh, last week, as the listeners that would have uh, heard me know, uh, I had a, a gentleman, I believe Prince from For the Win On, and I gave out four bets. The only one that didn't hit was Steelers-Browns under 40.5, which... It ended up being 38.5, but at 40.5, would have hit if it wasn't for that last-second touchdown. So, Brown Steelers missed. Bills, uh, Bills Dolphins under 53 was awesome. Lions plus 7, awesome. Colts plus 7, awesome. So, we were 3-1 and one last week. It was actually our first positive week of the year, so that's good. Week 1 was rough, but uh, we were looking pretty good. Uh, uh, week three. So let's move on to week four. Per usual, all of our odds are provided by our friends at Tipico Sportsbook. Tipico Sportsbook is a global sports betting leader and is now live in New Jersey and Colorado. Make your favorite sports more interesting with Tipico's fast and easy sportsbook app. New users from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Obviously, terms and conditions apply. See the site for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800- Gambler for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. So get your bonus today at usabet.com slash podcast. That's usabet.com slash podcast. All right. As you would say, still trying to take all the habits from you. We were just we were just trying to pay the bills there. So let's uh, 
Let's move on to the games. We're going to start with Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football is going to be the Miami Dolphins, who are one of two undefeated teams left in the NFL. It's uh, Dolphins-Eagles still undefeated. They will be visiting my Cincinnati Bengals. I believe the, this line opened at minus one Bengals, probably a little bit due to Tua's injury, and it is now at minus four and a half Bengals. There is some juice on the Dolphins plus four and a half. Dolphins plus four and a half is minus 115. The over set at 46.5 with juice on the over. Now you told me, you gave me a little, a little, what do you want to call it? Snippet, uh, pre-show of, of how you're feeling. Why don't you go ahead and disappoint me with your pick? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm drinking the juice on several teams this week. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Dolphins plus four here. Or plus four and a half on Tipico. I don't, it just, I don't know, man. It just feels like the line moved too aggressively based on non-football stuff, right? So, like, I don't know. What you guys are going to be hearing this week is a lot of people reminding you that the Dolphins just played a tough physical game against a divisional opponent, the Buffalo Bills. Their defense was on the field for, like, 40 minutes, probably gassed still or at least suffering some sort of fatigue from that matchup. And then there's a short turnaround going to visit the Cincinnati Bengals on a Thursday night, right? So there's going to be a fatigue factor um, and then the injury to Tua. But I can't imagine that, like, Vegas or the sports books open this lineup not factoring that into their pricing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I not like any of this stuff is- snuck up on anyone. So the one thing that's most surprising to me in these is kind of just what, like, why, I, so for all the listeners, if you remember from last year, I'm born and raised in Cincinnati, so I love the Bengals. I thought about going to the game. I'm not going to go to the game. I'm just going to go to a bar or something. The most surprising thing to me is the Bengals got out hot on offense against the Jets. Sure, that's cool. They had nine first half points in their first two games combined. If, if you score 10 points in the first half against the Dolphins, you're not covering five. It's not happening. No, so, I agree. I mean, maybe the sports books feel a little concerned about Tua. I, I don't know. It seems like he's going to be good to go. Um, whether it was a lower back concussion, I haven't I haven't heard. But it seems like he'll be good to go. And obviously the Eli Apple and Awuzie. I mean, Awuzie is great. Obviously Eli Apple is a weak spot. And when you're going against one of the best tandems and receivers on the other side of the ball, you need a good tandem. Well, the Dolphins have a good tandem with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. So I'm more, I would trust them over necessarily trusting Apple and Awuzie personally. And I, I love the Bengals, so that's coming from me. Yeah, did you see Tyreek Hill's piss off at Eli Apple? Yeah, I, I can't not see that and think there's no way in hell Tyreek Hill's not going for 200 yards. Yeah, he's going to light Eli Apple's ass up. Yeah, and I don't, and I mean, it's not even weird to have our number one our number one cornerback on Waddle. I mean, someone has to be playing on Eli Apple. And honestly, four and a half is way too much. Now, for me personally, I've looked at these tickets. Uh, I think last year we went over like using pregame and using data right now on a Tuesday record podcast for analyzing a Sunday game and how it kind of made sense sometimes. But there was, I mean... People are going to rein it in on the over. The overs or overs are three and seven in primetime games this season. And like I said, the Bengals have nine points in the first half. Sure, they put up 27 on the Jets. I, I could care less about them putting up 27 on the Jets. I think there's almost no way 
that they hit this under 46 and a half or this 46 and a half. I think this game ends 24 21 or something. I, I just, I don't see, I mean, the Bengals got to the Super Bowl last year because they were able to have a good defense, not because Joe Burrow lit them up. I mean, they barely scored touchdowns. So I, I see that kind of being a resemblance. And I think people saw them light up the jets and thought maybe this team's back. Whereas I guess I'm not sold. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the other reason why I like Dolphins. Like, if you look at the the quarterbacks these two teams have faced, I mean, you guys have played Joe Flacco. You've played... Um, Cooper Rush and Mike Mitchell Trubisky. There we yeah, go. Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've played Mac Jones, not that good, obviously. Josh Allen, MVP candidate, and Lamar Jackson, who's pretty much playing like the MVP right and now. I mean, I mean, that guy's been phenomenal. Crazy enough, Mac Jones would be the best quarterback we played. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Joe Flacco. Uh, I, I mean, that's a little crazy itself. Yeah, and, like, the other thing is it didn't it didn't surface against the Jets because the Jets are atrocious, but, like, you guys can't block. You can't. Like, you're, you got the fifth worst, I think, pass rush or pass blocking win rate third worst run blocking win rate their top five and pass rush and pass stopping win rate according to espn and yeah again like people i think like you said earlier like you guys put up 27 against the jets and i think some of the people are like or someone some of the markets like oh, okay since cincinnati got right that's a throwaway game like it would mean a lot more if you guys lost than it does that you won so I don't know. Yeah, I no, just absolutely. so I do the power like I do like a power rankings roundup for every every week for a local sports blog for SB Nation and basically everyone every media outlet had us either basically staying the same or going up a few rankings like no one was impressed by that so I'm going under it. Yeah, I don't hate that look just because of the prime time trends. Um, I do think Tyreek Hill gets busy and. <laughs> I think Miami's offense bounces back. And I and I do think, like, push comes to shove back against the wall. Like, Joe Burrow is going to keep you guys in the game with his arm. I mean, maybe, maybe you know, maybe we haven't seen enough out of him to say something like that, uh, at least this year. But I, I think I do think this offense, the Cincinnati offense, does get out of its slumber eventually. And maybe, like, you're forced to against Miami. That's kind of my yeah. thinking. No, I can't hate on it for sure. That's like just my only pushback on the total. I don't have a play on it either way. I'm just saying. Just giving you some combo, you know, homie. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Bengals are 0-3 on the over-under and the Dolphins are 1-2. and So, I mean, the trends are kind of there as well. The Dolphins let loose that yeah. one game and obviously the weapons are there. But like I said, the Bengals were good last year. They made the Super Bowl because of their defense, and that's largely the same. But we could well, talk about that game all day, so... What? I will say the uh, all the all the teams are trending under. Like unders are cashing at a crazy rate so far in the NFL. But like eventually, Vegas is going to catch up and they're going to normalize that shit. So maybe this isn't the week. And you know, I think your analysis for the under is pretty good. But um, you know, overs will start cashing here soon. That 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 win loss and the over under is going to balance out. I mean, Vegas also doesn't want to win when everyone's still going to get primetime games where they think the over's going to hit, you know? 
That's true. Yeah, this is probably going to be a very public over. I don't know what the betting splits are. And it again, was, I, when still I looked it up too before, early. it was 76% tickets, 64% money. On the over? Yes. Yep. So, so that, either that way, if you're going to be well playing it, wait. Wouldn't you just kind of wait until like a few minutes before kickoff? Hopefully you can get like a 47, 47 and a half. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to wait because this is also kind of a game where I could see a little reverse line movement. Um, so it opened at 48 and a half and it's down to 47. Yet per pregame, 73% of the cash is on the over. So, if, yeah. I'm not saying that. But eventually. Maybe it's the Sharps out here doing it, maybe, but I still think eventually this is going to be a very public over. Right. So eventually, like if the public keeps just barreling into the over, eventually they're going to bring it back up to like 47, 47 and a half. You, you would think. I mean, if they don't, then think. it's like, F it. Like, I got to go under, <laughs> right? Like, I, I if, everyone's, if everyone's betting the over and they're not touching it, well, that's kind of answers your question, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Dude, I, All right. I uh, I missed an under. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say I bet an, I bet the under Raiders Titans game last week under 46 and a half and then in 24-22. I had a brutal I'm happy you had a I'm happy you had a good week last week. I had a effing brutal one. Like I had like you know, a I'm 3 grand swing on like two half points and a chop like it was brutal Dude, a lot of times people are like yo if i'm not winning screw you you're the type of guy where i'm like hey jeff i hit something you're like hell yeah nathan i missed all five of mine but you know what you hit it <laughs> yeah i mean i i cheer the homie i'm rooting for you of course dude because you usually it's the other way around let's just give the listeners that yeah if, well right. i mean if we didn't podcast together so often i would be rooting against you but yeah, it's a little dick move, but whatever. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Let's move on. Vikings-Saints. I don't have a ton on this game, so the line is uh, minus two and a half. The Saints are on the ro- The Vikings are on the road at the Saints. The total is set at 43 and a half. Um, the, the odds are pretty close. I got a gut feeling you're about to be all up on the Saints here, right? I mean, home underdogs feels like that's a good trend. Yeah, I, well, they're not home. Oh, it's it's at Saints. It's in London, dude. It's a, it's a, oh, shoot. That yeah, 930 crap. game for you, 630 Wrong game point. for me. It, it says 930. I really just didn't remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, no home team. Never mind then. Bad home game. Well, well it's, not, it's not your usual primetime spot, but it is a standalone game and a weird travel situation. So I'm... I'm applying the Monday Night Football logic here, and I'm fading Kirk Cousins, dude. Like that offense is is broken. I think not broken, but it hasn't it hasn't um, it hasn't been good thus far under the new head coach. Like Jamar, uh, I always mess this up. Justin Jefferson, excuse me. He lit up Green Bay's secondary in Week One, but like Minnesota's offense has sucked since. New Orleans defense is nasty. Um, and and they and and Minnesota's offense, um, it's just it's just one dimensional. It's just it just needs Justin Jefferson to go off. At least New Orleans has Marcus Lattimore to make it tough on him. They have a sick linebacker core to 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 hurt Minnesota's run. So 
I'm going to take it up from, what do you have it right now? Two and a half. I'll take it up to eight and a half. The other leg oh, in my God. teaser, it's going to be a long day. If you're going to, if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to follow my teaser, it's going to be a long day for you because I'm taking the first one in London and then the last one on Sunday Night Football. I guess my only, like, agreeance here is that – so think about what the Saints have versus what Justin Jefferson struggled against. Justin Jefferson, six catches, 48 yards against uh, the Eagles. Darius Slay was on him most of the game. And then look back. You have last week, three catches, 14 yards – and he has just Jeff Okuda on him, who you might have hated on a little bit pre pre podcast pre preseason, but Jeff Okuda's had a hell of a year. And then, then I mean, sure he lit up the Packers, but then you have a Mark a Marshawn Lattimore type deal where it's like, all right, well he's a real top five cornerback. So I mean, like you said, you you keep Jefferson at bay. Dalvin Cook has done nothing all season, so Demario Davis is going to eat him up. Yeah, it's like the old like Bill Belichick logic, just. Make them beat you left-handed. Take Justin Jefferson out of the game, and then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, and like to uh, back to Jeff Fakuda. Like I thought he was going to be good coming out of college. He just sucked. He yeah. There's no way around. It. He was just bad. I mean, he looks good now. I mean, there it is. Like I don't know. <laughs> Can't hate on him now, but he definitely sucked for his first two years. Yeah, no, I agree. And Saints plus two and a half is definitely one I find some value in, especially because I think this is a real good buy-low spot for them after. Now, I guess it's always hard to kind of bet on Winston, but um, after last week, after losing to the Panthers, this is a pretty good buy-low spot. Yeah, getting up to eight and a half, the back door is wide open. I don't think that much of Minnesota's defense. So, I mean, we'll see, I'm but gonna... I'm, I'm using it as a teaser leg. I think I like the money line too. I think plus 120 has some value there, that's for sure. All right, let's uh, let's move on to a game I could not care less about. Might not talk about it much. Browns at Falcons. Browns are getting two and a half on the road in Atlanta. Over under set at forty eight and a half. Do you have anything? Because I might end up playing the under, but I'm not playing the Browns two and a half on the road against a Falcons team that's been surprisingly good. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm not I'm not playing this game at all here. I, I have trouble laying points on the road with Jacoby Brissett. Um, I kind of want to fade Atlanta because I think they've been like a little lucky, and I'm just not a believer that they're as good as like their ATS record says they are. Um, but again, I don't really think like Jacoby Brissett is someone I'm not going to lay points with on the road. And okay. like you, I don't have much analysis on this game either. That's kind of where I'm going to leave it. That's all you had to say. Let's move on to one we care about. Bills at Rams. I don't really have a great ton of analysis given how many stars could be out for the Bills, but this Whoa, should be. At Ravens. Bills Bills at Ravens. Said, yeah, yeah, my bad. Bills at Ravens. This could be one of the best games of the week. It's minus three and a half. The Bills are on the road, and uh, and they're minus three and a half. So the Ravens are home underdogs. Uh, the total set at 52.5. I think it's interesting that the Ravens are going to be underdogs in this game. I understand being on the road, but I think the Bills are still going to be without a considerable amount of players. So, And the Ravens have looked pretty good. Now, I guess that's really barring uh, Poyer and Hyde being healthy, but do you have any play on the Ravens, or are you going Bills here? No, I'm going Ravens. I swore I wasn't going to fade the Bills after I took the Titans, and they just beat the shit out of the Titans. I also but, the Titans. Yeah, when I made this line, 
and our little guess the lines and my buddies, I had the Ravens favored three. I I think based on the Buffalo injuries, based on how good Lamar Jackson looks, based on how like sneaky strong Baltimore's home field advantage is, they should be favorites. I'm like frankly, I'm kind of stunned. Like I'm stu- I'm stunned the Bills are favorites in Baltimore. I I kind of don't get it, and it's like one of those things where it's like. You can have my money if they win. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see how it got to minus three. Yeah, I guess my other point is, is like I don't really get it because the the Bills dominated the Dolphins last week and they lost. Like I don't understand how you can look at that and be like, well, if they don't dominate a game, they will probably get ripped. Especially with how Lamar's been playing lately. Like Lamar looks like MVP Lamar, and I'm actually happy to say that because. I know he's in the AFC North, but I think everyone – I think it's hard to not like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's awesome. Like his moves, the way he plays, he's, he's just explosive Great. and he's fun. So I don't have a ton of analysis on this game, but ultimately I would rather play the Ravens here. I just think there's so much unknown with that Bills defense, and that's like a huge part of why they've been successful early in the se- early in the season. Yeah, I mean, they're, they were missing five defensive starters last week, uh, four of which could still be out this week. Their quarter uh, cornerback room, excuse me, has gotten completely just nuked. They're all getting injured. Going back to Baltimore's sneaky home field advantage, as a home underdog since Lamar Jackson became the starter, so 2019, they're 4-0 against the spread with a plus 10 ETS margin. Now, one of those games was actually Tyler Huntley um, against the Packers last year, if you remember that game. So, like, Baltimore's a tough place to go in and win. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been airing it out this year. He's second air yards. And I think they're going to hit some deep shots against the Buffalo Bills secondary that's just completely ravaged with injuries. They're missing two safeties, which is a huge issue when you're trying to defend Mark Andrews and and – and obviously would help putting like all pro caliber safeties in the box to defend um, Lamar Jackson as a as a runner. And they got J.K. Dobbins back last week. I can go on and on about this. I'll just leave it with I'm shocked that Buffalo is road favorites in Baltimore, given how good Baltimore's looked. I mean, they they were a fluke quarter away from being three and out with a couple sick victories under their belt. Yeah. No, and I feel like people often forget that. Like, we're going to talk about the Eagles later, and I, I know they're 3-0 and and they look good, but I think people are really starting to jump the gun a little quickly on some teams, and I think that's just one of them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that one with you. I'll tell you that. All right, let's move on to a game we probably don't care about, but I think I have an interesting take, and it's uh, Commanders at Cowboys. So the Commanders are plus 3.5. They're going on the road to AT&T Stadium. The total set at 41.5. Did you do anything on this game? You can just give it a pass if you want, but... No, I took Washington. I kind of want to take the take the Commanders. Love that. Why? Because you're going to think this stat has no credence, but Dallas is the worst against the spread team in the NFL when they're a home favorite since 2010, and they are 26-49. and 49. I don't think I don't think that uh, stat is stupid. I like it. They have their and home field advantage is whack. They beat the Giants at on the road, and they 
uh, did it with Cooper Rush, and quite frankly, I should say nothing else rather than Cooper Rush getting points has to be wrong. He looks good for them. Their offense I mean, looked good. I'm a Giants fan. They, they outplayed us. That defense is sick. I mean, I bet them too, but the Commanders have a good line, and they have Chase Young. So, and is Chase Young returning know. this week? I thought so, but hope maybe not. I thought he was. On, I thought he was out for the first four weeks of the season. So their offensive line got absolutely. I, I took the Commanders last week as my last team in my circuit contest. I was struggling to get to five, and I was like, you know what? Commanders, Carson Wentz, revenge game, getting points at home. I don't think Philly's all that good as well, or I think they're a little overrated is probably the better way of putting it. So I took it, and that offensive line got absolutely bullied. <laughs> they, they suck. They suck. And against Demarcus Lawrence, against Micah Parsons, it could be a, could be a real problem. It could be a real problem for them. Yeah, maybe not. Chase Young probably doesn't look like he's playing this week. That that kind of hurts my hurts my handicap, but still, Dallas sucks as home favorites. I want. I'll, I'll give you this. The line is very, very inviting for Dallas backers. Like they just beat New York on the road in Monday Night Football. Washington has looked like complete shit last two weeks. CD Lamb um, went off. He looks like a wide receiver one. Yeah, I, I, Washington's offensive line's terrible. Dallas' defense is sick, and it's only minus three in Dallas. Carson Wentz. Yeah. It, Carson it, Wentz is a quarterback, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it kind of Here's feels like Wentz almost tricky, like a right? Dallas. I am. Yeah, I was about to say, I just forgot that. I was about to insult Carson Wentz. Just you hate, you love Carson Wentz and you hate Kirk Cousins. They're basically the same quarterback. Just one Fair gets enough. trashed on, and the other gets massive extensions. Yeah, that's kind of that's pretty much how I feel. Like I think both, like I think <laughs> Carson Wentz should be treated more fairly, and and Kirk Cousins should be treated more harshly, and they should meet in the middle. Quite frankly, that's what I needed. Tuesday night, I needed you to compare Carson Wentz to a rich Kirk Cousins. I've written. They're the same. They're the same effing guy, dude. <laughs> the same All guy, right, dude. That's my- that's my entertainment. Let's move on. Titans at Col- uh I skipped a game. I skipped a game I don't care about. But uh Chargers at Tech Chargers at Texans. Let me look up the line. I don't have it handy. So the Chargers are getting five and a half on the road at the Texans. The over under set at forty three. I feel like I don't think I'm gonna play this game. I probably won't even play it on Sunday, but that feels like a very inviting line for Chargers backers. Yeah. Like five well, and I mean trap horrible. Yeah, if, well, it feels like a trap game, but it feels like if you like if you want the Chargers, you're gonna be like, all I'm gonna and the Chargers should be public, huge public favorites in this one because five and a half feels like people are gonna bet, people are gonna put that in their lock of the day teasers and feel great about it. Yeah, money line parlays, people are gonna hammer in that one, and everyone with pretty similar logic with, yeah, Chargers are banged up, but they got embarrassed last year against Houston. They're going to be out for revenge. It's a must-win game, um, considering their, their their standings right now in the AFC West. Um, it's a complete stay away for me. I gave this takeout on Outkick Bets, my podcast last week, and um, I'm just going to be beating the table about it or over it. Brandon Staley sucks. This guy needs to be fired ASAP, the head coach of the Chargers. I mean, how many good defensive players does this defensive wizard need before they're going to 
not be complete trash. I hammered Jacksonville money line and spread last week. And honestly, I would have lost multiple thousands of dollars if it wasn't for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'm very thankful at how terrible Brandon Staley is. But the Jaguars, who we're going to talk about, I'm a huge fan of them. They have a lot of talent, I think more so on defense and offense, even though I am a Trevor Lawrence truther. The Jaguars hung up 38 on the Chargers, beat the absolute shit out of them. What is Brandon Staley doing? <laughs> that guy sucks. And I live in Southern California. I know a lot of Charger fans, and I'm just trolling them because it's not even like, to me, it's not even a question anymore. Brandon Staley is not good at his job. He does not know what he's doing. So there's no way I would be betting them as a road favorite in this spot, even though, like, gun to my head, I, I would pick them to hammer the Texans. I, they still have the better quarterback. I don't know. But I probably yeah, I spoke mean, too much about a game I'm not betting. Like I was kind of saying, it's kind of inviting for fans as well because it's like, oh, Texans just lost to the Bears. Oh, the Texans are literally just the Texans. Dude, then, I bet I bet the Texans plus two and a half. That was my other half point loss. But then it's like, yeah, LA hasn't been great since Daly took over. They're 10 and 10 against the spread since the start of 2021. So... It's not overly impressive with the quarterback you have, and five and a half is a, a pretty low number. So I feel like it's really Texans or pass, but that's just because I, I think I've grown to the point in my betting where I would almost prefer to pee, be on the minority side than I would feel good about the bet. Like I bet Cowboys minus one, not because I thought they were going to win, but because I just looked at pregame and I was like, all right, people like the Giants. I do not. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the the first thing to start off with when you're handicapping football, honestly. Yeah, especially because you got to realize, I mean, football is where the money's at. I mean, maybe in NBA and maybe low-tier NFL and NCAA games, you can go with just your gut feeling and maybe make some more money. But these primetime games, there's a reason they're 3-7 and seven on the over. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am kind of flying the face of that, at least at this point, though, with the, the Dolphins. Um, a couple of my other picks here we'll, we'll talk about in a few, or Dolphins and the Ravens. I think they're both pu- public dogs, so I don't let's know. Just right, let's move on. I, got I, a game, uh, I got a game I actually kind of care about, and I was thinking about going to it because my girlfriend lives in Indianapolis, and it is Titans at Colts, nice little AFC South clash. We got the Titans are getting three and a half on the road, so the Colts are minus three and a half. The over-under set at 42.5. Give me all the stock in Tennessee plus 3.5 here. Yeah, I I'm get, with you. I get that they haven't looked good. I don't care. They were the number one seed last year. Mike Vrabel's their head coach. Since he took over uh, in 2018, the Titans are 12-8 and eight against the spread as road underdogs. And Ryan Tannehill sucked to start the season. I get it. He went under his career completion percentage in the first two games. They both lost. They got hammered against the Bills. The Bills are the best team in the NFL. Against the Raiders, he looks much better. He topped his completion percentage, and they won. And honestly, Tannehill's better than he showed in the first two weeks, and the Colts' secondary isn't great. If you looked at last week, it was more about, oddly, Kansas City's inefficiencies, and I even gave out Colts plus seven. But... The Colts really didn't do much. Jonathan Taylor, has, since week one against the Texans, he's yet to really get going. And I just think this is a game where, it, I mean, it's a good get-right game for the Titans. And coming off a win at home, it's a good game for the for the public to hammer the Colts. So 
I like Vrabel here. Give me all the Derrick Henry, Mike Vrabel stock on this one. It's one of my best bets of the weekend. I I can't really disagree with anything you said. I mean, this line is three and a half, right? Yep. Put two and a half for home field. Vegas or the odds makers, the market, whatever they're saying that Indianapolis is a one point is one point better than Tennessee on a neutral field. I don't know how the I don't know how you could get there. I, I don't see I don't see that. It doesn't make sense to me. Like I understand they lost their home opener to the Giants. Tennessee did. That's embarrassing. Um, and everyone's killing Tannehill, um, but they're, they are also killing. I was going to say not not killing Matt Ryan, but they are. Um, but but Tannehill is ninth in adjusted EPA per play. Uh, Matt Ryan is thirty second, which is actually second to last um, in front of Justin Fields. And anytime you're neck and neck with Justin Fields in a quarterback stat, hey, you know you're Ohio doing something wrong. Out of this. Leave the Ohio State boy out of this. We don't. We don't need the negativity. Sorry, man. I don't. I didn't mean but, to. I didn't mean to yeah, take a swipe at Ohio State. I want to hear why you back the Titans more. No, I, I'm just kind of piggybacking off of you. I, 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 we're recording Tuesday. There's a lot more work for me to do to make a couple more bets. Um, the Tennessee Titans is just a heavy lean for me at this point. You know, I do want to see whatever injury report stuff. I kind of want to hear more. Other like other like takes. I want to hear a, a pro Colts take, right? Because I feel like me, you, and a bunch of other people are going to give out the Titans. Well, there is an argument to be made for the Colts. Obviously, they're three and a half point favorites. So I'm going to try to listen to that first before I make an official bet. But like, I I feel like you do, and essentially, it's like I, I do not see how the Colts are laying three and a half. Does doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing I would like to also give out is if you're still listening to the pod, like, hey, maybe follow us on Twitter. Look what we're betting on Sunday because, I mean, or also just do your due diligence. Listen to maybe a pod that releases on Friday or Saturday after injury reports or after betting splits are more finalized. Um, This is obviously a pod to just discuss betting topics and give out the handicaps, and we can only kind of guesstimate who's going to be in. I mean, obviously we think Jeffrey Simmons is going to play right now, but you don't know. Uh, could uh, Jonathan, could Derrick Henry's foot react, and then my Titans plus three and a half should be a mute point then. So, I mean, there is always a lot of things uh, not necessarily in our control that we know right now. Uh, I will be, yeah, that in mind, I will be playing the Dolphins, and the best bet that I give out later is a bet that I, I, I have. So it's like the the Titans is just a lean right now. It's a heavy, heavy lean. Um, but, yeah, I, I do need to hear some more about that game. And I just I just want to hear a pro Colts argument. Someone has to make it because if no one does, then I mean, it's like, the oh, sh- what, what more do you, What more do you need? They beat the Chiefs. I mean, I guess right. that, that's all you need, but in Jonathan but, Taylor, I think – I understand there's recency bias, right? But, like, do people forget that they were shut out at home by Jacksonville? I can't imagine that they were, that they do, right? Like, do they forget that they tied Houston at home? I think it was at home. Either way, no, I I think they were in Houston. But I don't think people forgot about that. So that's what I'm saying. It's like if me and you both like the Titans and I keep hearing – other podcasts say the Titans. I hear no one give the Colts. Then it's like, whoa, wait a second. Wait a second. Am I on the square side here? Like, you know, like that's the other way to think about it. Am I right? Do you have a bet in your account on this already? I do not. I don't have any bets in my account. I'm usually more like a Sunday morning better, for being honest. 
Right, but you are gonna when we go to the window, you're gonna give out a, a best yep. bet. Is, is this it? Yeah, I'll give out Titans plus three and a half. Okay, cool. Well then, I'll probably end up riding with you, but like, come the end of the week, I if I like just hear everyone betting the the Titans, I'm and gonna be I nervous. I would like to say the only way that I don't play it on Sunday morning is if I look and there's over sixty five percent of the money on Colts or sixty five percent of the tickets on Colts. If everyone loves the Colts, when I look up Sunday morning, then I probably won't play it. But otherwise. I will probably still play Titans. Wait, if like, everyone loves the Colts, you're going to not no, bet no, the like Titans? Every, yeah, maybe that kid definitely came off backwards. But if <laughs> the Titans are public favorites, then I would not gotcha. play them. Yeah, that definitely came off backwards. Gotcha. So if the public is back in Titans, you're staying away. Okay. I think they right, might so end up being, uh, being pat- yeah. back in the Titans. It could. It could. Move we'll on see. to a game. I don't. I don't have a play on your Giants. Chicago at New York. Bears at Giants. Three and a half. Uh, the Giants are minus three and a half. Over under set at thirty eight and a half. I. I don't have a play. You can. You can talk on it. I know it's your team if you want, but uh, I'm staying away. Yeah, that's probably the best thing. I did hear on a sports betting show today the numbers game with Gil Alexander, the um, sports book director of South Point. What's his name? Chris something, Chris Andrews, he made a point, and he's been, you know, booking sports bets for 30, 40 years, I think. He said the sharp side is usually plus two and a half, and it's also usually minus three and a half. Um, so if the, the, the Giants are at minus three and a half and everyone's like kind of like, the Giants suck, they shouldn't be laying three and a half. Well, there's a reason they're favored three and a half. I guess the same could be said, said about the Colts in the past game that we're talking. Um, I'm, I'm not going to bet this, or the last game we talked about, but I'm not going to bet this game because, again, I am a Giants fan. Um, but Justin Fields is terrible, right? Was he averaging like 75 yards in the air per game? I mean, I what that that's not sustainable. Um, and, I'm like, you know, we didn't have a nice 51%. It's terrible. And, I mean,. We've talked about this numerous times, and I think you were the first one to bring this point up on bet slipping, but generally the team that wins covers. So, like, who do you think is a more fraudulent 2 and one team? And I'm I'm not trying to be biased here. Who, who do you think is a more fraudulent 2 and one team, the Bears or the Giants? Yeah, especially down their starting running back. I know Khalil Herbert looked good last week, but he looked good against what? Let's call it the, the Texans? Yeah. So... I mean, if your quarterback keeps putting up seventy-five yards in the air, you're gonna you're going under five hundred. <laughs> like, you have to. You almost have to. So this isn't this isn't Navy football, dude. <laughs> like, I will say, I bet against um, a team. It was one of those academy teams, and they had like four hundred eighty rushing yards against Nevada. Saturday, you made me think of that. I'm sorry, you hurt me again. I I'm, I didn't mean to bring up any. Uh... Any bets that would cause PTSD? Yeah, it was plus twenty four and a half, and I watched them run for four hundred and eighty yards. It's brutal. It yeah, those service, those service academies can be a rough watch. <laughs> yeah, they're just in the gym. It, dude, yeah, that was so bad. Um, all right, let's, <laughs> let's run the wing tee and shit. I'm, I'm, I'm done here. Let's move on. Jags at Eagles. This might be one of the best games of the week. I know you got a strong play on this. Looks like we got a Eagles minus six and a half. Minus 110 both ways. It is Jags at Eagles, so the Jaguars are going to Lincoln Financial Field. The total set at 47.5. 
I didn't do a ton of research on this game. I think it's pretty much a trap line and potentially a trap line both ways, which I know doesn't even sound right, but um, I think the only way to play it is like I know you're going to say is Jags plus six and a half just because I'm not... The, the public's going to love the Eagles, and that's just generally a good a good way to fade fade the public and make money with the sports book. So give me your actual analysis because I would like to hear it. <laughs> I, I, it seems like right now, according to the betting splits that, I've, that I have access to, that it's pretty even money either way. I do think um, Eagles will become more of a public favorite as, as the game approaches kickoff. But my big thing here is... Philadelphia cannot string together two good halves, right? Week one against Detroit, they scored 14 points in the second half, but it was all in the third quarter, no points in the fourth quarter. And I I excused it against the Vikings as like, hey, they took their foot off the gas. Okay, great. The second game against the Vikings, they got out to a 24-7 lead, at I think, at halftime, and they scored zero points in the second half. Last week, they got out to a 24-0 halftime lead against Washington, scored zero points in the second half. Eventually, that catches up to you, right? So maybe they win this game, but like if you're putting up zero points in the second half, obviously that leaves the back door wide open, and six and a half is a, is a number that can be covered on a back door, um, in the back door. Also, Trevor Lawrence is statistically – Basic stats and advanced stats better than Jalen Hurts, so he gets a better quarterback here. I Doug Peterson is the better coach than Nick Sirianni, even though he does look great. I'm high on Jacksonville's defense. Um, they have three all caliber, all pro caliber dudes, and they have the second best DVOA in the league. It's still early, obviously, but they have a better defensive DVOA and special teams DVOA than Philly. I feel. Similar to you in the sense that just like it's too much love for Philly right now. People are almost like penciling them into the NFC title game and as the NFC favorite. And I think that's a little too soon because like Jalen Hurts to me still has a bunch of deficiencies as a, as a thrower. So I'll take the points in Jacksonville. And I, I, I like, I like your original point of where it could be a trap line for both teams. Like I, that doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. It does. Like, I yeah, don't know. Like maybe the Lions, maybe the Eagles are like, yeah, we're legit and we're going to put up 35. And then maybe they're like, yeah, we're not. So, I don't know. I think whoever bet, whoever loses a bet in this game is going to feel stupid. <laughs> and it yeah. could be me. Yeah, yeah. could be me. You're going to be like, oh, the Eagles were – I knew the Eagles were frauds or – yeah, I, I knew the Jags suck, and the Eagles were good. They showed that they were good, and then I didn't believe it. Right. So it is what it is. Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on to a game that I have a play on, but no one else is going to have a play on. Jets at Steelers. The Steelers are minus 3.5, and the over-under is set at 40.5. Do you have a play? I do not. I'm, I'm interested in hearing what you got to say. All right, give me Jets plus 3.5, minus 110. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, baby. <laughs> so New York may get Zach Wilson back. I've yet to decide if that's good or bad because Joe Flacco is not that bad. But I watched the Jets play from behind, use their skill players that they just got, use Brees Hall, use Garrett Wilson, and Garrett Wilson looks awesome. Like those players look really good. Um, Garrett Wilson looks like a my, beast, dude. 
And I guess my other thing is that, like, Pittsburgh is, they sucked this season, and they've just sucked in general against the spread as a home favorite. So the Steelers are 1-5 against the spread as a home, home they were 1-5 against the spread as a home favorite last season. They haven't really shown everything. The Bengals sucked in their first game, and then the Steelers, what, played a pretty sloppy game against the Browns, and uh, they didn't cover there. So Pittsburgh is just 21-25-2 against the spread since 2015. Um, and... They haven't scored more than 17 points in the last two weeks. Like, I, I know the the Jets' offense or the Jets' defense isn't great. They just gave up what 29, 27 to the bank, 27 to the Bengals. I know they're not great, but I I still just don't know where the scoring's coming from from Pittsburgh. Like Najee Harris just hasn't exploded onto the scene. He had 56 yards uh, last game, and they're getting him the touches. He had 56 yards on 15 touches. He had. 49 yards on 15 touches against the Patriots. Um, and I kind of believe, I'm pretty sure the Jets' new head coach, I'm pretty sure he was a defensive line coach as well. Um, so I, I guess just ultimately, I think the young guys for New York are going to eventually start to shine. And I kind of feel like this is a game where the Pittsburgh may lose and it's the final straw for Trubisky and it's picket time. Um, I can kind of see that being that as well. So... Not a more more trendy pick. More, I also think the Steelers will be public favorites as well. So, I guess we'll see. But I do like the Jets plus three and a half here. I think they're a little bit better than they showed against the Bengals. I have nothing. The only thing I have to add is I, I actually, if I'm backing the Jets here, I would prefer Joe Flacco over Zach Wilson. Um, otherwise, I I like your analysis. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going mean, to bet this it's game. It's relatively simple. It, it's relatively. Hey, I watched those teams last week, and I was a little bit impressed by the Jets. I was li- like, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson look good. They have absolutely. They, they added a few people. Uh, like Sauce Gardner played maybe his best game of the entire year against Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase did almost nothing. Like he had a few good plays, but like there was a lot where he where he didn't do anything. Like he really did it. He really hasn't got loose this season, and that's partially because Minka Fitzpatrick and Sauce Gardner and a lot of these defenders are. I mean, Trayvon Diggs, where they're just following him, and Chase hasn't necessarily shown out. So, um, I, I mean, I just I, uh, I like the young ones, and I think they'll break loose. And I'm not really a Trubisky believer right now, so. I'm happy me and you are going to be going kind of through this together because I'm going to feel stupid if the Jacksonville Jaguars lose. You're gonna feel real bad if the Jets don't cover. Yeah, yeah. Like if the it's just, it's just like when you bet on what might be the worst team in football. But the, but I think the Steelers are there. I think it's stupid to be like the Steelers. The Steelers might be the worst team in football. They beat they they beat the they beat the Bengals, but they shouldn't have another win. All right. Or they. I, I'm just saying they should be zero and three right now. Yeah, yeah. You guys should have won that game. And I guess that's all there is to it. So let's move on. We got uh, Cardinals at Panthers next up on the docket. So the Cardinals are visiting the Panthers and are one and a half point underdogs. Total set at 42 and a half. This line feels horrible and I'm not playing it and I don't have anything on it. I looked at the line. I said, hell no. Am I? I mean, you're going to feel like an idiot if you back the Cardinals right here. And you're going to feel like it's just like mutual idiot feeling right now. Because if you back the Cardinals at plus... One and a half, it feels like the great play. Panthers just lost, or Panthers just won, but you know deep down the Panthers aren't that good. Like, you know Baker's not that good, so 
I guess we'll see. But I don't have anything. Do you have anything? Not really. I really I I heavy lean towards the Cardinals as a teaser leg, taking up to seven and a half because I don't think the Panthers should be seven and a half point favorites over anyone. They're I think from a talent standpoint, they actually are probably worse than Cardinals, even though it is it is close and but Kyler Murray's just not playing up to his contract right now, and that's like the biggest thing that keeps me away from this one. Um, I don't, I don't have a lot of analysis on it either. You know, I actually have him in a fantasy league, and I kind of lost because Ceedee Lamb exploded. But he's he's just been so bad, I, and like I hate to say it, but like it's it feels partially because he's short. Yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to be like heightist on this podcast, but. We can. It feels like if he were 6'2", he would be a lot better. How tall are you? I can't figure Six it out. Foot. I'm a solid 5'11", and 5'8", is what they tell me every time. So you round up. That's, that's smart. Yeah, I, I hope to. you put six feet big on your energy. Tinder profile. Big, big energy, dog. All right. Yeah. We got to round up to six feet. It's what the ladies want. I know. I'm 5'10", and I can only round up to 5'11". I can't lie that egregiously. I want to. I want to lie so bad. Yeah, I can't. people will call you out for an inch and a half. They might not call you out for, like, a quarter inch. <laughs> All right. Let's – you know what? That's not even important. What game do we have? No one's taking I think, the Cardinals. I think you could argue it's the most important. Um, dude, I actually skipped a game. Did you tell me? Did did I skip Seahawks at Lions? Let's let's hit it now. Pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're I'm not Seahawks at Lions now because I actually have a play on that, and I was just looking like, hey, I have one more best bet, and I couldn't find it. So Seahawks at Lions. The total is set at forty-eight. The Seahawks are at the Lions, and it's minus four and a half Detroit. I'm gonna give my spiel real quick on why you should take the under. So the Lions are one of three teams that have yet to hit an under. And we're going to zig, as you usually say, while everyone zigs, we're going to zag. The Lions have an offensive line to protect Jared Goff, and that's kind of been what it's about so far in the season. But the Seahawks have the worst offensive line in the NFL, maybe. Pro Football Focus said they had the worst one in the preseason. And Detroit paid a steep price for Aiden Hutchinson, number two overall pick. He should be able to kill some of their drives. And then similarly, I have some problems with Detroit scoring a lot of points. They were four for 16 on third down last week. They scored 24 points, and they really didn't get Devontae or DeAndre Swift going. It was more Jamal Adams show. And the Lions have played three boomer bust quarterbacks. They played Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, and Carson Wentz. Geno Smith is not doing that to you. He has a 78% completion percentage. He's not going to move the ball downfield. He's not going to have those explosive plays, which Detroit helped counter. And I'm going to hammer the under 48 and a half here. And that was my best analysis maybe ever. And that I don't hate it. Under 48 and a half. I like your handicap for the under in that game and to piggyback off it. Uh, DeAndre Swift is injured, and I do think like Dan Campbell likes to play his smash mouth football and play more physical. So they could be eating up the clock, and and we know Pete Carroll likes to do the same. So it could be a lot of running, could be a lot of slow pace offense. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna pass on it officially, but I don't hate your take. That's for sure. Yeah, so uh, let's move on. I think we already kind of covered Cardinals Panthers. You're not, you weren't going to play anything there, were you? Nah, I lean Cardinals as a teaser leg because Panthers shouldn't be 
it would be teased up to seven and a half, eight. And they're not seven and a half or eight points better than any team in the NFL. That's all I got. All right, let's move. Yeah, let's move on. Looks like we got four left. I don't have a ton for these, but I definitely want to talk about them because it's a lot of the more big-time games. So we got Patriots at Packers. The Patriots are getting 9.5, and and I almost said to take the 9.5. So the uh, total set at 39.5. I don't have an official play here. Do you have anything you looked at at this game and loved? No, I'm going to take some time on this one. Here's some things throughout the week. Um, The New England Patriots will be without Mac Jones. They're going to Brian Hoyer as a starting quarterback. But I just haven't seen enough from the Packers offense where I would feel comfortable laying double digits with the Packers. Um, And, you know, I don't know how many times Bill Belichick has gotten more than a touchdown as the coach of the New England Patriots. I do think his his defense keeps him close, but it could end up being like a 24-10 game. So I'll officially pass, um, but if I were to play either side, it would definitely be take the points to the Patriots. I think I love the uh, I'll officially pass. Like you have to announce that you're officially passing. Yeah, um, what are we doing here, you know? But... That said, let's move on. Broncos at Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are well noted as 0-3, and Devontae Adams is pissed. I kind of think this is a good get-right game for them, but 2.5 at home, um, over-under set at 45.5. I think the only way I play this is the Raiders, just because the Broncos look so bad. Yeah, I think the Raiders look pretty terrible themselves. I mean, it feels like the Broncos can play defense, and it feels like the Raiders can't do anything. It's not good that Josh McDaniels was called into the boss's office this this weekend, and Devontae Adams is complaining. It feels like, I mean, we're only three games in, but this is going as bad as anyone could have projected, right? Or it's going worse than anyone could have projected, I guess is the better way of putting it, so... I'm not going to get to the window with either one of these teams. This is another spot where it's just like, should we not tease Broncos up? Because, yeah, they have their issues, but do you really believe the Raiders would cover eight and a half in this spot? I, I don't, um, but I'm not going to make a, uh, a play on this game either way. Yeah, it just keeps feeling like the Raiders team should be better. It, like, it feels like the Derek Carr, Devontae Adams should be better than... But at the same time, you can kind of say that about the Broncos, too. So, uh, all in all, I'm just kind of talking it at this point. I'm passing this game. Um, let's move on to one of our two last primetime games. Chiefs at Bucks is one of them. The Chiefs are getting two and a half points on the road in Tampa Bay. Over under set of 45. I know this is going to be a bad public play, but I think there's no way you bet the Bucks here. Wait, and I know the Chiefs are going to get on. all the money and all the love, but you you have to bet the Chiefs at minus two and a half, right? The, right, the Chiefs are laying two and a half. That's what you said. That's what that's what it is. Excuse me. I, I'm this is my second teaser. Like I'm teasing the Bucks up to eight and a half point home underdogs, adding that to the New Orleans Saints up to eight and a half nine, whatever that is. I mean, most people are betting KC. They're a a, a public road favorite. Um, Tampa Bay's offense was terrible last week, but they were missing at least two wide receivers and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, I think they could have been without Julio Jones as well. They're definitely getting back Mike Evans, but their secondary is absolutely just stacked. 
Like they are, they're stacked. And all the Kansas City wide receivers have a below average PFF grade. Their wide receiver course sucks. I mean, Travis Kelsey's a beast, but Tampa Bay linebacker Levante David is the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. Again, Tampa Bay's defense, I think, is going to keep them in this game. Um, And for as bad as Tampa Bay looked last week against the Packers, they were a two-point conversion away from pushing that game to overtime and possibly stealing it. So I think the defense is a real thing. I think Kansas City's offense has to have downgraded from last season, given the loss of Tyreek Hill and uh, Byron Pringle, who um, they're still struggling to replace, obviously more so Tyreek Hill. So I'm going to add this as my other teaser, plus eight and a half. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely kind of like it. I don't, I don't hate the analysis there. I guess it's just kind of those things where if the Chiefs just rip the Bucks apart and – Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes things. I can't really hate it, you know. Yeah, but has anyone um, ripped apart the Bucks over the last the couple Bucks years? Do probably have the best secondary in the league. Yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers did it, but I mean that's actually a good point. Like look back at the historical data that I'm honestly not not too sure on that, but it just it feels like betting a. I don't know. I'll I'll go with a strong pass here. Strong strong few passes to round it out, but uh. Let's get to our last game, Sun or Monday Night Football, Rams at 49ers. The 49ers are minus 2.5 at home. The total is set at 41.5. I, I think this is a pretty nasty game. I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure everyone might be on it, but I feel pretty well that I'm going to take the under here. Uh, I don't have yeah. a ton of analysis besides the 49ers. It's like they can't move the ball. No, if their left tackle Trent Williams is out, that is a huge blow to the offense, especially you know with a defensive blocking a def- defensive line like Aaron Donald or with Aaron Donald, excuse me. I don't have an official play in this one. This is another awesome teaser leg option, bringing Rams up from two and a half to eight and a half. Shanahan owns McVeigh, and it's like I can't unsee that. So that's something that I don't really feel like fading. Um, but I'm, I'm much higher on the Rams team, the 49ers. I've never been a Kyle Shanahan guy. I think they got dumb lucky by keeping Jimmy G, even though they tried to trade him. And the, uh, the injury to Trent, Trent Williams to me could end up being the biggest factor in this game. And why, if I were to take any side, it would ultimately be the Rams. But officially I'm a, I'm a do like you did with the last game. This is a strong pass. Yeah, I've been. A, I kind of feel bad because like you get to the end and you're like, oh, all these primetime games, and I'm like, yeah, don't bet them. <laughs> well, to your I earlier mean, point, Williams, like just it looks like he doesn't need surgery, but like he's probably not playing this week. No, he's in. Yeah, he's gonna miss the next four games. And to just to your earlier point, like follow us on Twitter. Um, you know, I'll be I'll be making bets game day, right? So I'll put out my plays um, that I'm that I my bets that I make, but. You know, as of right now, I don't have a play on the Monday, the upcoming Monday Night Football game. All right, sir. All right, well, uh, let's go ahead and go to the window. I got a little sound bit in here, so uh, let's do that. Maybe.
Maybe not. All right, so my four bets, going to the window, my four bets are, I have two unders and two sides. How many do you have? All right, just kidding, here we are. Going to the window. Nice. The just random pop up. The uh, audio hasn't loved me today. So I got two sides and two totals. Why don't you start with yours? All right, I'll just do, I only have two bets here that I'll give out. Uh, one will be the the um, Jaguars okay. at plus six and a half. I'm going to take the Jaguars plus six and a half. They visit the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Again, I'm high on Jacksonville's defense, and I think they have the better quarterback and the better coach, and I'm getting six and a half here. So that's my first best bet. My next best bet, I'll go with the Ravens uh, plus three at home against the Bills. Bills are missing several key defensive players. Baltimore has, uh, the, has, has the MVP right now and a significant special teams edge which I think will matter in a game that um, there's only a three-point spread and between two teams that are really, really good. So um, give me the, the Baltimore Ravens as my second and final best bet, plus three. What do you got? All right. Sweet. Well, I'm going to end it with uh, I'll take the Bengals under. The Lions under, the Jets plus three and a half, and the Titans plus three and a half. All right, cool. Jeff, you still there? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> all right. Well, for all of us at the Bits Eleven Podcast, please rate, review us on Apple Music and Spot or Spotify. You all have a good rest of your day, and be sure to follow us on Twitter for all our up to date bets. All right, see it, deuces. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.